Church family and everyone joining us. Welcome to Church Online. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Rachel and whether you call Resonate Church home or you're simply watching today for encouragement, we believe this time is gonna be uplifting and full of hope. We want you to know whatever your story is, whether you've gone to church for a while or church is brand new for you, we feel honored that we get to spend this time together with you. Last weekend, we were able to broadcast the message of the good news of Jesus to more people than we ever have before in the history of our church. And that's greatly in part to so many of you who helped us share the news of our services. You're inviting your friends to join with you online and today's no different. Why don't you invite a friend to watch the message with you right now? Text the link or share a picture on your social media because it has never been more simple to invite someone to church than it is right now. Also, as you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, why don't you jump in the comments section? Let us know you're watching. We've got hosts that are ready there to connect with you and answer any questions that you have. We also love the chance to pray for you. Today we want to let you know again, there is hope. Let's open our hearts to hear a message I know we all need today, and it's simply called Endure. Welcome, Resonate family. It is really good to have you with us today. Those of you who call Resonate home, who I'm missing with all my heart, I wish I could embrace you right now in this moment, and we are embracing you. We're looking right in the camera and saying, we love you so much, church family. Also looking out at all those who would be joining us today because you saw a link, you saw someone share on social media, and here you are joining us. And I'm believing for everyone that today's going to be a couple of things. The first is that today's going to be life-giving. Now, there's always joy in the presence of God. We need to laugh, have a good time. Come on, this is going to be a great time. I, I just know that God is going to encourage some people today. I also am believing that today, God's just going to go to those areas of our hearts that feel like they're carrying the weight of the world, and God is going to meet you with some empathy and compassion and tenderness and actually help you get through this thing. Come on, somebody. Today's going to be fun. Today's going to be life-giving. Today is also going to be, how do we get through this moment we're in? We serve a God who does both. We've always said at Resonate, we do life in the party and the pain. And so, come on, let's invite God today to show up and speak to our hearts. Would you Take a moment and pray with me because I know there's kids running around and maybe there's a bit of restlessness in your heart and there's stuff to do, there's cleanup to be done, but let's pause and actually turn down the noise level so that we can hear from God today. God, I'm thanking you that these next few moments carry the potential to alter the trajectory of our lives, that we could actually go from a place of discouragement to encouragement, go from a place of fear to faith. How do we do that, God? By your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit. So we're inviting you. I'm inviting you, God. Do what you only can do in these life-changing minutes together. In Jesus' name. And everybody in home church said, amen, amen. Well, everybody, I wanna say a big welcome to the cultural road trip. And what I mean by that is, does it not just feel like these days our every day is a 10-hour road trip where the kids are screaming, are we there yet, but you're only three minutes into the trip? Like this, this is the cultural road trip. I know growing up in our family, and we grew, I grew up in the 80s, so when we did a road trip, we didn't have car stereos back. I, I, some people, the rich people probably did, but in our little Toyota Corolla hatchback, come on somebody, we, all we had, why did they make cars that did not have stereos? No one knows, but what we had was a ghetto blaster, 80s people, ghetto blasters, you know what I'm talking about. 
in the back window. And when you'd go around a corner, you'd have to reach up and hold it so it didn't fly into your head. Man, the best moments as a kid is when your sibling on the other side of the car forgot to hold the ghetto and it would slam them in the head. And I, yes, I needed Jesus as a child. So ghetto blasters, car driving, road trips. Are we there yet? This is the reality of April 2020, isn't it? Like we all feel like, oh, shouldn't we be out of this thing yet? And then the projections get a little bit longer and further away. And hey, I just want to say in the midst of this road trip moment where we're all screaming, the kids are bored and we're feeling like we want out of it. Come on. God is going to show up today by his word and let us know how we deal with an extended road trip. Come on, somebody. Today is going to be good for the soul. Now, in our home, when the kids start crying, I'm bored which happens usually about 7.15 every morning, sometimes 6.15. It happens early. We just say, go out to the trampoline. It could be raining. We say, go out to the trampoline. It could be cold. We say, go out to the trampoline. So the kids will go outside. Our four-year-old calls it the trampa-pampa. And our trampoline takes up a little bit too much space. Our yard is tiny. The trampoline is big. The netting that goes around it for protective purposes serves no purpose. The kids are still going to hit the wall. And they'll invite me to come out and they'll say, Daddy, do popcorn with us. And all popcorn is, is they, they go into a ball and I jump and they just get thrown around and they love it for a few seconds until they're like, Daddy, stop. You see, the bouncing gets to be too big and they're bouncing into the walls that the netting's now protecting them from and they want me to stop. And so since the trampoline time is now also homeschooling time, I'm using it to teach some lessons. And one of the lessons is this. You can actually watch me bounce, girls and get into the rhythm with me, and rather than being thrown by the bouncing, you can, you can bounce along with me. And I think that's a picture of what God is going to speak to our hearts about today by his word, that there is a tossing going on around us in culture right now. There is some really big bounces, and we've got to figure out a way to... We, we, we're asking God to stop this thing. We're praying and believing. And I've, you know, we've seen God do national and international miracles before where God's hand has stretched out. And you know, we, we, come on, we pray and God in Jesus' name, because this thing is evil and of the devil. We pray this. We also realize that in this moment when trouble hits, that there is a way with God's help that we can learn a rhythm to this bounce that we cannot get thrown around by this thing, but with God's help, find a way to endure in trial. That's the word I wanna talk about today is this word endure. God has some endurance for you. In Romans chapter five, we find some text that I think, man, if the apostle Paul was to write to you today, this would be the message he would write down. The author is Paul who writes much of the New Testament in the form of letters to churches dealing with unprecedented moments. And that's what we're in right now. And he says this to the church, this starting point of the first two verses here. Watch this. These are big picture from the sky. There's good news for you verses. And then he's going to talk about how we deal with the bouncing. Here's the big picture. Here's the good news. He says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us, he now declares you flawless in his eyes. Come on somebody, because God did the indescribable and sent Jesus to live a perfect life, die a sinless death, be raised to life so that God could look at the mess of your life and say, by faith, if you receive what Jesus has done for you, I can look at you and see flawless. 
Paul goes on and says, listen, this means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating, watch this word, hope, our hope of experiencing God's glory. Now, I like to see this text in two parts. This first two verses are from the sky. They're from the mountaintop. This is the view that looks phenomenal. Come on, Vancouverites. How many know you get up on the mountain, the local mountains, maybe you're a snowboarder, you go up to Seymour, maybe you're a skier, you're more my grouse crowd. You get up on the mountain, you're taking the chairlift up, get your phone up because you want to take a chairlift selfie, you're holding it like so tight because you don't want to drop it. Man, there's a lot of like, you're just shaking because you're like, I don't want to drop my phone. I've almost dropped my phone on the chairlift several times. But then you're holding it, you take the picture, you look at the picture and you're like, wow, people are gonna freak out. Why? Because there's you and there's snow and there's a view of the city and the city looks so calm. Vancouver looks incredible from a chairlift because you don't see traffic, you don't hear honking horns, you don't see frustrated, angry people, the air smells great up in the hills, in the mountains. Come on, it looks good from above. And that's what Paul's saying right here in these first two verses of chapter five. He's saying the big picture reality of your faith is never changing. The view from the mountain always looks good. That God loved you so much, he made a plan of salvation. And no matter what is going on in the life around you, you have lasting peace with God. We don't have to yo-yo in our faith. We don't have to feel like today's great and tomorrow's terrible. No, there's lasting peace. And Paul finished off by saying there, there's hope. There's always hope. He goes on though. He says, it's not just a view from the sky. The view from the sky is good. We're, we're not flying right now. Hopefully you're not having to fly anywhere. But you know when you fly over, I mean, just everything looks so calm. You fly over LA, it just, it still looks calm because the view from the sky there's always perspective. Paul's saying, come on, get some perspective in this moment. But then he takes it to the ground. Watch this. And he says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, and he uses a generic word trouble, but let's expand this out. Even in a pandemic, even when the confines of your square footage seems way too small all of a sudden, even when you're having to homeschool and work from home, even when you are having to physically distance and you wish you had a roommate, but you're having to do this thing all alone. Even when there's some serious financial concerns, concerns about losing a job, even in trouble, what do we have? We have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. Patient endurance is gonna refine our character. Character is gonna lead us back to hope. Paul is saying that there's also a ground view. If the sky view is what God's done for you, the ground view is what God's doing in you. Doesn't matter what's surrounding you. Doesn't matter the external circumstance. God is doing something in you that is of eternal value. And did you see the very first thing Paul said that God wanted to do in your life? He said that God wanted to build in you some endurance. And so in this cultural road trip, where we're all asking, are we there yet? This is a moment where if we will allow God to do it, he wants to build some endurance in us. Now, when 
this virus first hit, I said to Rachel, this was probably about six weeks ago, I'm going to get my immune system in top shape. And so I'm going to start running all the time again. Because up until that point, I was only working on my dad bod, which means I wasn't working out and I was blaming my kids for the lack of time. And so I said, I'm going to get back to this. I went across the street to the soccer field, started doing some laps. And there's that radical overconfidence that comes about 10 minutes into your first workout in a long time where you're like, I look really good right now. (laughs) I'm going to go home and flex for Rachel because she needs to see these 10 minutes have completely transformed my body. And so then there's that overconfidence and then you keep running and you're like, I feel terrible. My knees are about to give way. Come on. You you experience both in that first workout. Well, that's where I was at. And I've been running now ever since. And I used to run all the time. I I remember when I worked on cruise ships, I would run with a friend named Shannon. It was a guy named Shannon. And we would run together pretty much every day. We would train. When we would go to Cozumel, Mexico, we, would, we had a six-mile circuit that we would do. And one day, our friend Ryan, who played guitar in our band, he said, I'm going to come on the run with you guys, and I'm going to show you what I'm made of. And we're like, okay, come on. Come on, Joker. Like, we train. We do this every day. You come on. We go. We say, meet us at the dock, and you show us what we got. And so he shows up, he meets us at the dock. I'm looking at Ryan and I'm like, this dude is not ready to run. He's wearing some Converse Chuck Taylors. Converse Chuck Taylors, if you don't know what they are, they are a shoe with a sole that was not meant for running on pavement in Mexico. And so Ryan, he's he's not got the right gear. And we we take off running and Ryan, like he's like shot out of a cannon. This dude is gone. He's down the street. We can't even see Ryan anymore. And I'm like, what's up? I told Shannon, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna get this guy. I'm going after him. He's not, he's not doing this to us. We train all the time. I'm after him. And Shannon says, hey, we run our pace. We're going to take him down. It wasn't even a mile into the run. We come around this corner and we see Ryan. And it's not like we're gradually gaining on Ryan like a little bit at a time. Ryan is lying down on the Mexican pavement trying to hail a cab because he's done. Lactic acid all built up in his muscles. He can't even move. He has to take a cab back to the ship because his knees are so sore. So what's the tie-in back to the text? Here's the picture. Here's what God's wanting to speak to us today. That when trouble comes, God wants to build endurance. And what's endurance? Endurance is the wisdom from God to run at the pace that he sets. God in this moment is speaking like never before to the world, to you, about rhythms and rest. This is a moment of trouble. And make no mistake, Paul's not saying that trouble is fun. Paul's not saying that we should want trouble. He's not saying it's going to feel good. He calls it trouble because trouble is what it is. It's uncomfortable. But he's saying in the midst of trouble, God can do something. And in the midst of this trouble moment, I am convinced that one of the main things God is doing worldwide in the midst of this horrific virus that we pray stops in Jesus' name, in the midst of that, what is God doing? God is teaching his people about endurance. Because I believe so many of us, we actually, we want God number one and we want our family number two and we want our friends like family right there with them. But our actions and our calendars betray our beliefs that we pass one another like ships in the night, not actually connecting, that there's so much noise in our lives and the noise of our lives is drowning out the voice of God, that this is a moment where God wants to teach us about new rhythms and real rest, to deal with the restlessness of our souls. Culturally, we are on, when the iPhone was invented in 2008, it did something to our lives that was not adding productivity. 
Everything in our lives is taking our attention. Our attention span has gone from 12 seconds to eight seconds. I mean, like it's just, it's all the time we are, we're trying to outrun the problems of this world. And so God is in this moment trying to teach us about endurance and trying to teach us about pace. And there's a couple ways we can miss God's pace. One is those of us who would want to run out ahead, try and use adrenaline all the time to just, I'm going to sprint all the time. Those, on the other hand, and sometimes we do both, who would stay behind and say, I give up, count me out. I think all of us at different points have been in both of those camps. And so let me speak for a moment to those of you who would find yourself in the first camp. This is the classic sort of overachiever who says, when life throws trouble at me, I double down and I am going to kick life in the teeth. I'm going to win. I'm going to get it. And you've been running on full on adrenaline for the last three weeks. And you might be a corner or two away from lying on the Mexican pavement saying, I need a cab. We've all been there. This is me. I, I, my bend would be to go all out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this thing. I'm going to run so hard. I'm going I'm to achieve and conquer. I believe God is speaking to us in this moment. Because those, those of us who, who would have a tendency towards that, here's what we do. When the world throws trouble at us, the things that we discard is usually a day of rest or daily time with God or meaningful connection with the ones we love. When the world throws trouble, we double down. And this is maybe, I'm looking in the camera and I'm looking at some moms and dads and you've been up at like 11, 12 at night and you're like, how am I gonna homeschool perfectly for my kids? It's been exhausting and pressing on your soul and the things that we've been letting go of as we try to keep pace with this thing, the things we're letting go of are the things that nourish our soul, the things that make for meaningful connection, the things that ultimately make for, at the end of our lives, when we look back and we stand before God and we're in the presence of God, I pray that we don't stand before God and say, I wish I'd known how good your presence was. I wish I had known that if I could, I could slow down and experience this with you. There's some of us who are running, and, and listen, if this is you, here's some good news for you today. In the middle of this trouble, Paul says, first thing God wants to do is endurance, and endurance for you is adjusting the pace to be a marathon, not a sprint. Listen, I you, you go conquer. You go take on the world. I love it. If you're an overachiever, like type A, let's get after it, please call Resonate Church Home. We have room on our teams for you. We, I love, that's like all day long, baby. Let's grow, let's excel, let's make this thing. Come on, let's reach people. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But when the Bible talks about winning the race, when the Bible talks about being more than a conqueror, the Bible understands that you are made to do two things. God understands the very beginning, start of scripture in Genesis, we see you, you, you're two things. Number one, you're an image bearer of God. God made you in his own image so that you could reflect to the world around you as a mirror reflecting God's goodness. And that's why we run. That's why, we, that's why we're like, I'm in it to win it, baby, because I want people to see how good God is. And so we're gonna work hard and we're gonna be diligent. We're gonna be excellent. We're gonna be reflectors of the nature of God. But watch this. The beginning of Genesis also reveals that you and I are dust, which means that we have finite limits, which means that we eventually end up crying on the pavement and saying, I tried to go too fast. And this is a moment like no moment ever before in, the, in our lifetimes where God is bringing things down 
and saying shelter in place and saying enjoy your family, find new rhythms, find deeper, be present with God. Endurance. Come on, if you're, an, if you're that classic overachiever, here's the good news for you today. We're gonna get back, we're gonna get to the other side of this thing and we're gonna look back on all the anxiety and all the uncertainty and we're gonna be so thankful that God changed us from a restless people to those that know how to be present with him and the people around us. So that's the first way we can miss the pace of God, but there is a second way. And I think we've all done this one too. And this is when we say, this is too hard, I give up. You know how I know that this is happening a lot in our world right now is that I read this week that Netflix had its highest ever viewership days in the last seven days. There are more people worldwide who are saying, this thing is overwhelming me, and so my go-to is to just binge watch a little bit more. In fact, I read this, that in the, somewhere in Europe, they were, there were some um, regulators that said, Netflix, you gotta slow things down. Like, you've gotta show a less HD quality video because if you don't, the internet's, not, the internet's gonna crash. There's, there's this tendency in us as well that says when life gets tough, we throw in the towel and say, it's too much. But that's not the way we go either. Paul says God wants to build endurance and we don't build endurance by stopping. We build endurance by running the pace set by God. And so if that's where you've been at, if you've been feeling like I just need to shut down, if I just need to go and close the door and be by myself and shut the world out today, in the presence of God is what you need. Endurance to go for the long haul. Now watch what happens. Paul gets to the end of these two verses, the ground level view of what God wants to do in you. And he drops this absolute bomb of the love of God. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. He closes out coming out of this, God's gonna develop in you. He's gonna give you endurance. Now watch this. He says, watch what happens. Hope, this hope that we have, it's not a disappointing fantasy because we can experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So if there is one thing that we should be running after in this moment, it is the love of God. It is the Father's heart. It is the cascading. Here's the image I believe God wants you to see, that he's literally pouring his love into your life by the Holy Spirit right now in this moment. How do we stay on pace? What keeps us wanting to run the race at the pace God said? It's actually an understanding, a receiving of the cascading love of God into our hearts. The big picture view, God's got you. Eternally, forever, loved you so much he sent Jesus to take away the penalty of our sins. The ground level view, this is trouble and it doesn't feel good. God's doing something inside of you. End of the day, here's what we receive. We receive cascades of the love of God poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Can we pray together? Right where you're at, take a moment. Maybe grab your kids or grab a spouse's hand. Or just take a moment if you're there by yourself, just bow your head, maybe even place your hand on your heart. Say, God, I invite you today to set my pace. I don't want my pace set by the news. I'm gonna settle things down. I'm gonna settle the bounce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move into this with wisdom from you so I'm not thrown around. God, reset my view. Help me in this moment to win the race at the pace you set. In Jesus' name.
Now you're watching this and I know there's some people every single week who are watching this and you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower, but you're checking out church because it's never been easier before. Like you can check it out at home and not even feel like you need to walk into church and you don't know if it would be weird. And so now you get to do it at home. Well, here you are in this moment and you know you need a relationship with God because you've tried to set your own pace and it has not worked out. You need a relationship with the God who came to rescue you and save you. You might even be a little bit on the unconvinced side, but you're like, you know what? I'm at a place right now. I've never been in this place before where I'd try, I'm willing to try God. If that's where you're at, God has already done his part of this relationship dynamic, already sent Jesus to transfer his righteousness to you so you could be flawless in God's eyes. If that's what you want, would you pray this simple prayer with me? It's not even the words that are gonna save you. It's just what's happening in your heart right now, actual genuine faith. Say this, say, dear Jesus, I give you my life, my full-on surrender, and I choose to follow you. Turn from going my way, I choose to go your way. Help me to run at your pace. I declare you're the Lord of my life, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Resonate, it's been great to be with you. I'll come back at the end of our worship time to just give some leadership to the end of this online service. But right now, Wherever you're at, you might want to take a moment to stand or get yourself ready in a posture, ready to worship together. Let's worship. Good morning, Resonate. Would you worship with us this morning? Done with the hide, the reason 
your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. You turn morning to dancing. Beauty for ashes, you turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn mourning to dancing, you give beauty for ashes, you turn shame into glory. You're the God, thank you for your presence in our lives, that you take us from fear to faith, and now turn our eyes outward, God, that we would not just receive your love and receive hope, that we would be those who give it away this week. God, thank you that this is not the only moment where we can encounter a worship moment in your presence, but we can abide in you throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you've been joining us today for the very first time, our chat moderators are going to post a link to our online connect card. 
as well. Beneath our streaming on our website, there's a button that says Connect Card. You fill that out. We're going to send you an email this week that just says, hey, thank you so much for being with us. And here's why I'd love for you to fill that out. It would be so great to know who all these people who are watching online are that we've never met before. I'd love to hear from you this week. This is also the part of our service where we give back to God financially. And I wanted to pause in this service this week to just give you an update on where we're at financially as a church. I want to thank you for your generosity over the first three years of Resonate, that we have been able to build a rainy day savings fund for if there would ever be a season like this. We've always been very passionate about being wise financial stewards, and we have a financial board of directors that helps Rachel and I oversee the finances of our house, and, and we've also cut back the expenses, and all these things are going on. I want to let you know that we are on strong financial footing as a church. This is great news because we will be able to continue to provide ongoing ministry, not just through our services and through all that we do as a church, but in our city with outreach and in our nation and in our world because we have international partners that we can continue to provide for in this hour of need. So thank you, church, for your faithfulness and giving. It has set us up well. We are gonna come through this well as a church. I also wanna take a moment and acknowledge that a lot of people in our family, our Resonate family, have been significantly financially impacted by this crisis. And I want to look at you if that's you, and I just want you to know that we are saddened by what you're experiencing. We want to show up and do more than just pray for you this week. But we would love to hear how you're doing. And I would love to actually have our pastoral team reach out to you this week in a three to five minute phone call to just say, how are you really doing? We'll put up another link in the chats as well as a button below the streaming on our website that says Crisis Care. If you fill out that form, let us know how you've been impacted. And if you give us your phone number, we're actually going to call you this week. We would love to hear how you're doing and pray for you. Now, in this moment, as we give back to God, I know that for those of you that maybe even you haven't been impacted by this, but you're just wondering, like, can I still continue to give? I want to remind us of the promises of God. God's word says, bring the entire tithe into the storehouse. See if I won't open the floodgates of heaven. Come on, I'm believing that as a result of your faithfulness and ongoing giving, you are going to see miracles in your life. Not just because it's cliche, but because God's word promises it and we have seen it again and again and again. And so let's pray as we come to God and we do what we do every single week. We say, God, what would you have me give? Lord, thank you for the generosity of your people and your house. God, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts how you would have us invest in building your church. So God, we would continue to be able to, to reach people beyond us. For those in need right now, God, stretch out your hand. Your arm is not too short to save, God. Lord, you are a provider, and I pray, God, that you would meet needs in your church, in your house, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, this is Easter week, and I'm so excited about what we have coming for you next Sunday. It's going to be an amazing service. It's one you want to invite your friends to. Easter is the best invite opportunity of the whole year. It's going to look different this year, but you can watch our social media platforms. We're going to be providing you with some invite content this week that you can share on your social media or forward to a friend, or maybe even just share our service link with someone. Let someone that's close to you but far from God know that there is a church that would love to see them on Easter Sunday online. Also want to let you know this Friday, Good Friday, 
I'm going to be joining you right here live at 10 a.m. for a Good Friday communion service. I hope to see you there. Church, it's been so good to be together. Check out the kids' resources on our website. Did them last week with the kids. Amazing time. Check them out. Big ups to the kids' team. You're crushing it. Thank you so much. As well, a shout out to all our groups uh, and all our group leaders. Thank you so much for the difference you're making. People are needing you more than ever before. Our groups are growing more than ever before. And if you need to find a place to belong, check out the Resonate Groups link on our website. We would love to have you part of the ongoing family where you can be known and you can be loved and you can be valued. We love you so much, church. God bless you. Have a great week.